Hello everyone, welcome to another edition of the Fierce Telecom Podcast. My name is Alejandro Pinero, your host, and once again, we're here to speak to an industry leader, someone who has a lot to say about the topic of private wireless and, and many other things, and one conversation that I've certainly been looking forward to. I'm joined today by Mark Overton, he's a managing director at the enigmatically named Division X, part of BT, uh, so I'm very excited to hear a little bit about what this division does. Mark, welcome to the podcast and thank you for joining us. Alejandro, it's great to be here and uh, great to, to talk to your audience. Um, yeah, so Division X, um, as you said, slightly uh, an unusual name um, and uh, I'm not a Marvel comic. I don't wear my pants on the outside of my trousers. This is a, a new division in BT established uh, from the 1st of April this year. Amazing. So, Mark, before we get into Division X itself, You've joined BT recently. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your own background in the industry and how you've ended up? Uh, although you're not a, you claim you're not a Marvel character, but certainly a, a great position nonetheless. <laughs> yeah, no, I've a um, uh, bit of a, a boomerang back to BT. Although I never worked for BT before, I did work for nearly ten years for Orange and EE, and I helped establish the IoT business that is now the BT IoT business. I've spent the last uh, 10 years working for North American tech-based companies, uh, specifically looking at digital transformation, whether that was Cisco or Jasper, um, or most recently Sierra Wireless, where I helped build um, the world's largest IoT MVNO. Um, the reason I'm coming back to come back to BT, and it's great to be home, um, is really, I think, you know, huge opportunity for BT and its position within uh, UK enterprise and globally to help businesses digitally transform and start to use the sort of solutions that we're going to talk about with private 5G to sort of take them on that journey. I think COVID, um, Brexit, and, and certainly war on mainland Europe has really um, highlighted the importance of uh, connected technology and solutions, especially for securing supply chains and uh, remotely monitoring assets. So, you know, this is a critical um, time and, and a critical uh, new capability for BT to have those discussions. Absolutely. And, and enterprise has always been a focus, I'd say, for BT. So I'm sure this is an especially exciting time for you guys when you have the capabilities of 5G and beyond and private wireless networks, hopefully uh, taking off. So before we go into detail on some of those use cases and, and where you see the real opportunities for growth, could you tell us a little bit about Division X? What are you guys focusing on? Why did, why uh, form this new division or venture within BT? And perhaps what are some of the key areas that you're looking to uh, develop and explore? Yeah, so it's really about uh, new areas of growth uh, and looking at using the position that BT has, which is um, you know very powerful to have those bigger discussions about digital transformation and you know our position in 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 terms of that connectivity. Uh, business uh, and connecting things, uh, how do we leverage that and offer broader solutions? Because it's about sol outcomes, it's not about products, it's about addressing issues uh, essentially that around making a business more efficient and more competitive. And that's what uh, IoT enables businesses to do. So we're sort of uh, positioned, well positioned as a sort of trusted provider partner in those discussions. So it's really arming the sales teams with those um, uh, solutions, both at a horizontal level, whether it's about locating machines, uh, monitoring machines, uh, security around machines, 
but also at a vertical level as well. Um, we're providing deep end-to-end uh, -end solutions into certain specific verticals. We have built a healthcare business um, that comprises a team of um, experts in healthcare that come from the NHS and from the healthcare industry. Um, and what we did over the last couple of years to support the NHS through COVID, whether that was the Nightingale Hospitals or the COVID vaccination centers, connecting and um, enabling those those uh, uh, during that difficult time, those those assets for the NHS to operate, um, it has highlighted that we are well placed to provide more than just connectivity. We can provide more end-to-end -end solutions. So we're really having those vertical areas of focus, looking at transport logistics, we're in healthcare, but also the horizontal enabling capabilities to provide our sales team uh, with the, 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 the armory and the tools in their kit bag to have those bigger conversations around the digital transformation that our businesses are going through. And we'll certainly get into a bit more detail into those use cases. I think our, our listeners might be tired of, of hearing me talk about purpose and healthcare and, and what impact we can have, uh, you know, as telecommunications professionals to help uh, in areas that need connectivity to uh, provide their services. So I'm, I'm really excited to hear a little bit more about that in a second. But let me ask you broadly about private networks first. So uh, it's definitely a topic that's caught a lot of attention at the moment. Uh, a lot of people talking about uh, the opportunity for whether it's 5G or otherwise private networks. There's a recent study from Deloro that the number of deployments in 2021 were slightly lower than expected. I'll, I'll say it's slightly lower, minimally lower. But I imagine like every new technology that is rolled out, it'll have its ups and downs. So... As you look at your your partners, your clients, and these use cases, what are the key challenges you're finding in terms of either making the case for the rollout or actually going through with it? And how can 5G, AI, all these other areas that you are looking to implement and, and uh, use as your toolkit uh, help tackle uh, these, uh, these challenges? So I, I think 5G really does accelerate that digital transformation I mentioned earlier. Um, now, we have, as an industry, have jumped to uh, the 5G private network. Uh, at Mobile Congress, uh, a couple of weeks ago, it was very interesting. Everyone's talking about private 5G networks um, as if they uh, are commercially available and, and, and loads of deployments have happened. I think we're still very much in the proof of concept stage, uh, the exploratory stage. And it does surprise me and slightly amuse me in, 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 you know, to see people who have no experience of, uh, and, and skill sets of, of operating and building and running, uh, networks, um, getting into this space as if it's an extension of the IT infrastructure. You know, this, uh, is, 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 you know, has complexities. It's the interplay between IT and OT. It's a living, breathing service, 365, 24 seven service. Um, and that's what operators do and have done for you know, decades. So, um, you know, going into running a dedicated network um, in your business is not something that is for everyone. It doesn't, it's not relevant for everyone. So we need to be quite clear as part of that trusted partner status when a, a company uh, would be suitable for a private 5G network and, and what use cases, um, uh, you know, they're trying to enable through it. And what, what are the outcomes they're looking to get from that private 5G network? One of the solutions that um, I'm very keen that we start the conversation with, and we're doing it right now, is the um, enabling of private of 5G gateways, connected gateways. So you can have a 
5G service in your premises and you can see what the benefit of the higher bandwidth, the lower latency, you know, you could start to use it to demonstrate the power of 5G. So let's start getting people using 5G. That's, you know, point, point one. Then what we're spending a lot of time on is the business casing, as you say, you know, to the investment hurdle to deploy a 5G network is still going to be significant, you know, so you need to work through not just the infrastructure initial investment, but what's the, uh, the OPEX expense going forward and how does that service um, get run? How does it connect into the macro public network and all the um, interfaces that need to happen to make this a seamless end-to-end service? The, on top of the network is also what are you going to use it for? So it's, you know, 5G and IoT are absolutely hand in glove. You know, I see 5G as a massive accelerant for IoT. Um, you've got a hyper-connected space. You've got control of that space. You've got quality of service you can determine. You know, this is a super exciting space. It is a smart space, hyper-connected smart space. And that enables you to do things that you probably haven't thought about. But the sort of applications that we're considering are, you know, the substitution or complementary fit with Wi-Fi deployments. So how does that work through? And that's probably spending less on Wi-Fi in some scenarios and spending more on 5G. So what does that look like? Um, the ability to track everything, <laughs> absolutely everything in your space uh, at ultra low latency, you know, whether it's, um, you know, robotics and um or, or use of autonomous vehicles, you know, the, the use of tracking and managing of assets, you know, is going to, you know, going to be a major sort of set of use cases. I think high definition video is enormous. Um, you know, the ability to uh, deploy video quickly, you don't need rolling out, you know, infrastructure, fixed uh, lines and the infrastructure to do that. You know, the, the hyper-connected space, you can have high definition video monitoring your production lines or monitoring the surveillance of your of your space. You know these are uh, th- these are easily deployable. I was with a company the other day where they move their factory configuration almost on a weekly basis. You know the ability to reskill your factory, replatform it, make it more agile, replicate a factory in one location with another one, another location, and uh, you know do sort of twinning of those factory deployments as you go through. Um, because they're based on the same floor plate, they're based on the same connectivity, based on the same plans, I think is super exciting. This, these are use cases that you just can't do with a traditional fixed infrastructure. So we don't, we're at the start of understanding what a hyper-connected space allows businesses to do. But it is super exciting. And the business casing needs to accept the fact that you know, you're enabling on top of a this 5G network, you're enabling a load of stuff that you don't even know you can do yet. Right. It's it's probably at its infancy, I guess, in terms of understanding really the capacity and, and the, the applications. Uh, you know, you, you mentioned uh, already some of these use cases around healthcare, manufacturing, supply chain. So let me ask you a two-part question here. We'll start with the, the perhaps more uh, frequently heard question here. But what are some of those use cases that, or, or industries that you see are currently more open to the idea of private wireless networks or, um, you know, paving the, the way in terms of those early deployments? So um, a really good example is uh, in, in ports. We're seeing, you know, where you've got in a small space, a lot of product coming in and out. You've got um, uh, 
opportunities in a port um, to have offices, uh, leisure facilities. It's not just a, a working port, uh, and uh, you know, there are you know they're often based in the middle of cities as well. So how do you interplay with the city? So we're working really closely to, with Belfast Harbour, which is one of the largest uh, ports in the UK. And within their um, smart space that we, we've been working with them on, you've got a couple of hotels, you've got an uh, office block, you've got the, uh, the movie um, uh, theatre where they created Game of Thrones. So there's a big complex there. You've got cafes, you've got restaurants, you've got consumers coming in and out all the time. You've got business people as well. So it's a really sort of you know, in complex space from a connectivity perspective. Lots of demands on the macro network. So an ideal opportunity to sort of densify the networks with a private network and prioritize the traffic for the port itself, but also for the surrounding businesses. So they get what they need. So whether that's uh, in the hotels that they know, um, you know, what the, the, the rooms are, vac- are vacant or it's at payment systems, whether it's the autonomous cranes on the side of the dock bringing cargo off the ships and getting onto the railhead. You know, you probably want that to be on a different network to the people who are using YouTube in the theater. So um, that, that I think is a great example of the benefits uh, case to where a private network stands out. Another example would be a smart base, um, working closely with a number of our colleagues in defense about lighting up you know, these bases that are usually in, in places in a country that don't have great cellular coverage because they're in the middle of rural areas, establishing a bubble around the base. And a huge, you know, bases have um, you know, shops and facilities for the people who live on the base. So improving that lived experience uh, for those who are living on the base and the services available, providing that hyper connectivity, but also, you know, for building management um, and efficiency uh, usage, you know, looking after vital equipment uh, that exists on that base security, the surveillance dimensions of keeping that base secure um, are really important. And they need that underpinning private network connectivity to enable it. So smart spaces, that's for me, it's where, you'd, where a dense, highly connected network would, um, would be utilized. That, 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 that's where the, we're seeing most traction. So let me then ask you a bit of a spin on that one. Where, what are some of those use cases that, you know, perhaps you, you come to work, you sit at your desk and say, gosh, these guys need a private network. You know, this is just built for them. They have these complexities. They could use that uh, video capability, ultra low latency. They, they need this, but you're just not getting through uh, to them or, or there's just not that, that push to, for a private network. What, what sectors, what use cases do you think are, are next in line or, or really could benefit from, from a private wireless network or a partnership with, uh, with uh, your team? So I, I think it's where there's um, heavy reliance on fixed infrastructure. You know, it's, it, you have to roll out so the surveillance cameras, you know, line and put in place fixed a- assets, um, you know, to enable that uh, surveillance to take place. You know, that, that, that's a great example on smart bases in particular, which um, can be now completely mobile and moved around when required. Um, I, th- I think, the you know, for me, connectivity allows complete movability of, of, of businesses. So pop-up restaurants, um, you know, point of mobile point of sale, you know, the ability to literally move your business and put it in a field 
um, you know, we actually uh, deployed a private network in in Lark Hill, which literally just, you know, in the middle of nowhere, you know, you had a super fast network in the car park. And that enabled a whole load of businesses to um, and applications to be run off it. Um, so these are portable. These are highly deployable, portable networks that can be used. I was talking to a um, uh, uh, the emergency service the other day, and uh, they were saying that in some, you know, congestion of, of, of you know, huge venues, you know, can you deploy these to, you know, provide more coverage? Absolutely. The, this is exactly the sort of use case where you've got lots of people needing additional uh, capacity, quality of service requirements um, on priority traffic. Yeah, so that, that that I think is starting to seep into people going, oh, well, actually, I could use a private network to provide more greater capacity, greater resilience, better quality of service. Um, I think video, as I mentioned before, is it's got, you know, high bandwidth video uh, is just amazing. I was um, looking at an application the other day that takes uh, videos of um, the production of, 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 of doors coming through for cars. And they work out that um, by using AI on that door and videoing the doors as they're coming through the production line, that they can detect um, minute um, imperfections, minute imperfections, and work out when those imperfections um, are what's happening and what time of day. And invariably, on a Monday morning, when the machines start warming up, you're getting more imperfections than on a Friday afternoon when the machines are at full capacity. So working out when you're going, you're the optimum mix of... Um, uh, a product coming off the uh, at a what time you know off the line, and monitoring those imperfections and using AI to analyze that. I just think that's hu- hugely powerful, and that's a mobile service that can be moved around a factory um, as the uh, as the production lines change. So th- we're seeing real innovation um, on those high bandwidth, low latency applications that simply haven't been possible um, because of fixed infrastructure. So I'm probably getting the wrong takeaway from that great answer. I think the advice you're giving here is next time we go out to buy a car, ask what time of day the, <laughs> the door was manufactured. I think that's uh, <laughs> that's your key takeaway here. Well, it was, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I always remember somebody saying to me, you never buy the, the car that's been made on a Friday afternoon. <laughs> well, there you go, uh, listeners. You're, you're getting some real uh, advice here, not just on private wireless networks, but also on, on uh, car dealership relationships. Um, well, all right, let me, let me move to, to the topic of partnerships because I think that's, uh, that's crucial when, when we're always talking about enterprise services, um, something that I'm sure is uh, you know, innate and part of the BT DNA, as it were, in terms of your your long-lived um, enterprise services before private networks were were a discussion. How how do you see these partnerships evolving when it comes to these private network uh, deployments? You've mentioned the complexity of IT and OT, uh, among other things. You, you've also talked about so many different use cases, which I assume all of them have their intricacies and their um, unique uh, requirements. How can uh, companies within the telco industry and BT specifically position themselves as valuable partners to these enterprises? So, no, I, it's a great question. Uh, I would say the the fundamentals of a private network is that it's a network and we've got to look beyond just deploying the capability. You've got to run it, you've got to manage it, um, and you've got to build on it. It's, um, it. it's a hyper-connected space, as I said, and we've got you know real experience coming through on our IoT business um, uh, those use cases that you know that can be easily replicated 
and scaled based on that hyper-connected space. So I think there's a real role for the operators to um, act as that trusted advisor based on a connectivity plus um, baseline. We're super good at the connectivity. We can now add value further up the, um, the stack. But we also know our strengths and bringing in the right partners to help with the solution is going to become more and more important. You know, standing in front of a CIO, um, I can talk with great credibility about connectivity. That, that is understood. That's what I'm there for. But bringing in uh, a device partner, a cloud partner, a systems integrator, a professional services company to really sort of help them bring the, solu- the whole solution to life. And whether that's, um, you know, partner network or pre-certified or packaged together, you know, really powerful to say BT working with X, Y, and Z partner um, can provide much more of the solution, I think has to be the way forward because it's more complex than just providing the connectivity. It's, it's everything that runs on the connectivity, but also how the connectivity in those services change the fundamental business processes of the enterprise. That is digital transformation. And that requires experts, both in their sector, but also across the stack to make it work. And what you're pushing to the enterprise, and this is today's scenario, is it's up to the enterprise to do all the integration. It's up to the enterprise to do the procurement. They, they just want the outcome. They just want the solution. You know, so they can focus on the data. How do we make that as pain-free as possible and frictionless as possible? Absolutely. I, I think uh, what the discussion around the stack and the partnerships, it goes well beyond just that relationship of the operator and the enterprise, right? So in terms of having a successful uh, network deployment to make it uh, worthwhile to the enterprise, there needs to be that very large partnership in place. Um, Mark, I want to thank you for your time. Uh, I think uh, whilst uh Division X might still have an enigmatic name. Hopefully, we've played a bit of a role here in giving some context into its uh, uh, being and into its uh, its objectives. Um, I'm excited to see what uh, comes of it and and to to perhaps have you back in a little while and and hear more about the the deployments around private wireless. But in the meantime, uh, appreciate your time and and for sharing uh, your thoughts uh, with us today. Alejandro, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Great. And to you, listener, thank you as well, as always, for uh, listening to the Fierce Telecom podcast. As a reminder, if you want to hear more about private wireless networks, we have a virtual event free to attend taking place just next week. You can find more details on Fierce Wireless. And of course, I hope this is, as always, a trigger to reach out to our speakers and to our, uh, our hosts to learn more about what they're doing and hopefully find a partnership of value. Until then, thanks again. Stay safe and take care. Thank you.